Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Joey. And I'm Judy, and we're so glad that you're here with us today. I hope you enjoyed last week. We got some testimonies of you guys um, enjoying last week's podcast on taking the risk, and we gave you a little snippet and told you this week we're going to discuss about, um, you know, letting go. Like, what is it that you need to let go of that you're holding on to to make that room, to make that space for, for more of God, for more of the things of God in your life, for greater and and uh, things in your life and are you settling mm. and are you tired because you're taking on too much or you don't have room for the things that God wants you to do yeah that's beautiful um you know there's so many people you know, throughout the bible but in humanity that have tried to go into one season but mm-hmm. holding on to the last season mm-hmm. holding on to the things sometimes there were the failures but sometimes also they were the old glory you know i I've, it's funny i used to work with uh, one season in time when I was at GCU, I had a bunch of guys on my team. It was like probably like eight guys and two girls. And, and all the guys sat in one area and they would all talk about the glory days. Oh man, I remember when this and I remember when that. <laughs> and and th- that's awesome to remember. But sometimes we try to pull the old glory days and try to remanufacture hmm. them. And, uh, and what happens is, is we actually restrict ourselves because we were meant for that season at that time. But we can't go into that uh-huh. season holding on to the old glory or the old things of the past and and hope and wish and and you know put all of our energy into that old thing so I'm so glad we're talking about this today. Yeah, and you know, I think it's easier when we when we say the term like letting go. I have like a little little necklace that has a tiny little key and it says let let go on it. I think it can be easier said than done at times when we talk about letting go of toxic things, right? Like, mm. oh, well, I don't want that in my life. I can easily let go of that. I'm like, I don't want that, you know? Yeah. And But what about letting go of the things you enjoy? What mm. about letting go of the things you love? And not in the sense of like, hey, you have to live this um, sad, humble, mm. depressed life and let go of all your favorite things. But I, in particular, am talking about uh, the sacrifice and putting the Lord first and putting the things that he's like, Hey, you're starting to create an idol of Mm. this thing or these things that you're holding on to. And he's such a jealous, incredible, um, loving God that he's like, I want you first. Like actually last night he was speaking to me and he's like, I want you to know that you are only borrowed to your family. Mm. And I had tears in my eyes and he's like, so enjoy it, but you're only borrowed your mind. And that just made me see things differently. But with that topic, we, w- we want to talk to you about Abraham and the last of 10 trials that he had to go through was agreeing to sacrifice his beloved Isaac, his son Isaac, his mm. only son he had with his wife, Sarah. Yeah. And he had, you know, we, I'll let you share about, um, you know, his son Ishmael he had with his, um, with, with this servant, but I think that was probably one of the toughest tests that Abraham had ever had to go through because it was like his boy, his favorite boy, you know, like when, when, um, we were, when we, when we were pregnant together and we're like excited to find out what we're having. I remember you being excited when we found out we were going to have Aiden because you're Mm -hmm. like, yes, he could play sports. He could do this. He could do that. You know, like, (laughs) although we still did the same thing with Nadia um, with our daughter. Uh, but that's why she's rough and she can hang, ha- handle her own. Yeah. But I'm talking about letting go of those things that you love. And um, that just reminds me of 
he, you know, Jesus was not going to kill Abraham's son, Isaac. Mm. He just wanted to know that he was willing to surrender the thing that he loved the most. Mm. And it makes me think of this, this situation where we mentored someone who was a professional baseball player, younger, and I remember him coming to us for prayer. And if you're listening to this, we give you a shout out, (laughs) but I remember him saying, I have, uh, you know, an injury. I'm not sure if I'll be able to play. And we yeah. prayed with him and prayed with him. And then I remember um, speaking into his life and telling him, God wants to know that he's first, that he's first before baseball. Mm. And, um, and, and he got emotional. And I remember him saying, like, coming to us, like, maybe weeks later saying, you know, I'm okay if I don't ever play again. And I, I remember even saying that again, I have chills everywhere in my body. And I remember thinking such a freedom has, has happened in his life. And now he plays for a professional baseball team again. But I, when we ran into him, I was like, you know what? That's all God wanted. He just wanted to know that you were willing. He just wanted to know that you were willing to give that up. That's right. Yeah. You know what? This is what happens, and it's not bad to want the things. Like Abraham was promised right. um, that, that the, the number of the stars would be his descendants, him and Sarah. And, and the same thing with, you know, with, this, with this person. Maybe it's even you that has this talent, this ability. I promise you, you can see kind of the thing come, their dreams come before your eyes. Um, and what happens is, is that we, and I'm not saying that this happens all the time, but, but God wants to always ask us, right. um, what position do I have in your heart? Or does that thing have a greater position? Right. And and I believe he always wants us to sacrifice at his altar the thing that can become an idol in our life. Right. And so I think that that's even what Abraham was challenged to do. It wasn't that God needed Isaac as an offering. It's that he wanted to see that that Isaac didn't hold the throne on his heart. Yeah. That it was God who had the throne on his heart. And, and by offering up Isaac, by doing the things and taking him to the point, he could see the int- intentions of Abraham. And, and Abraham's intentions freed him and uh, freed a, a sacrifice that was tied up in a bush for him. And so sometimes we just have to be willing to show God and to display by our surrender, like Judy said, or, or by, by our acts or by our care or by what we declare or yeah. surrender to say, God, listen, then this thing doesn't have the throne of my heart. Yeah. You sit on the throne of my heart Amen. and I'm willing to give it all to you because it's not mine. It's borrowed, just exactly. like Judy is borrowed to, to us as, as being the mom to our kids, as being my wife and my best friend. She's borrowed to me. And so God wants to say, listen, give her to me. Give, give that thing to me. Alter it up. Send it up to me and surrender it to me and allow me to show you if it's becoming an idol or not. That's so good. And, it, you know, I just, as you were speaking, I just thought of, have we made the, the works of the Lord an idol over Ooh. a relationship with him. Like, well, I got to yeah. do this for Jesus. I got to do this. But does that become an idol over just spending time with him? That's over, a great question. And, and it, even anything, maybe you are like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have a child because they're going to do this, this, this. Have we made the works of our children or the, the aspirations we have for them become an idolship over just being their parent, over just having yeah. that relationship or just anything like that? But That's so good. With the thing and... So what has God asked you or what is even as we're speaking already coming to your mind of like, okay, what have I been putting first? Because mm. a, you, we're not necessarily, like I said, talking about just toxic things like letting go of that toxic relationship or letting go of, you know, 
um, those bad addictions, of yeah. course, you those would probably immediately highlight in your mind, like, okay, I have to fix this. I have to let this go. Yeah. But I'm talking about things that God's like, hey, I want to be first again. And it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's probably a good thing in your life. But God's like, it's still taking my place. Mm. Like, I want to be number one. I want to be number one in your life. And I want you to trust me with this because you good. haven't let go. And it just reminded me a long time ago when I wrote three goals down and I was when I was in ministry school, and now now I'm in uh, Bible school again, because <laughs> I'll forever be a student. Yeah. But I remember it was about six years ago, and I wrote three things down, and I was like, okay, um, it was personal goals that we, we they asked us to write. And I remember writing like, hey, I want to grow deeper with God, um, you know, be more surrendered uh, with the Lord. And I remember ha- having to review that later on, and God's like, hey, we're still on number three. And I went back to read number three and it said to be more surrendered. And I was like, oh, Mm. (laughs) so I felt like I kept failing the test. So it's going to be on repeat and repeat and repeat. And I was like, but God, I gave you this. I gave you that. I gave you that. And he's like, yeah, but you didn't give me your children. And to me, I'm like, wait, but I raise them up in your ways. I do this. Mm -hmm. I teach them about the Lord. I teach them that they need to worship. They need to read their word. They, you know, et cetera. And he's like, yeah, but you have this fear that you're going to lose them. You have this fear that they won't live up to what I've created for them. You have this wow. fear. And and saying it now, I'm like trying to hold back tears, not getting emotional. But God did not want me to put a fear on a gift that he gave me. No. He wanted me to trust him. And it's the same thing. That's why it, I, I, I can literally, as a mother, just imagine the mm. pain and the fear that Abraham had with his only son, because if Jesus said, take your, take your son, take Nadia and Aiden up to the mountain with a knife. And I want to know that you're willing to really surrender them to me. Mm -hmm. Like you wrote in your little goal sheet. Let me see if that's true. Mm -hmm. Let me see if you really mean it. Mm. And I have to magically (laughs) pray that there's going to be a goat showing up in their place, a lamb. But really that's the sense. He's like, you know, um, when you're holding onto something so tight, God can't move in it. So you have to loosen the grip and trust that his plan is better. His plan is better for the thing you love the most. Yeah. And sometimes I think that we don't realize um, how he wants to make that thing we value even better. And and I right. want to say this, that's the surrender of, of that thing that you value, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your kids, whether it's your talent, skill set, your ability, your business, whatever it is that you value so much. What if the surrender and the letting it go to God is actually so that he can return it back to you at a greater capacity? Exactly. So we don't really know. We Sometimes we think, God, why God, why do you want this? Why do you want me to surrender this to you? I just have it or it started to hit the right place and it started to do the right thing. Maybe we're thinking in a wrong way. I mean, let's think about it this way. Would you trust everything you have in the hands of God more than in the hands of you? Mm-hmm. That's the real question that right. you need to sit back and ask. And, and, and when I'm not letting it go, am I making a declaration to God, I trust my hands more than I trust yours? That's so good. So yeah. we, I want to challenge you to, to, as you're thinking about that thing, as we continue to, to talk and conversate about this, I want you to think about is that thing that I'm still holding so close to my heart um, in my own possession, in my own control, is it because I have a limited belief about what God can do with it? And if there is a limited belief or there is a limited thinking with it, 
How can I ask God, God, help me, help me to, to, to loose my control of that thing so that you, in your hands, you can make it better than I ever could. Yeah, that's so good. And that, um, that ties into when, um, when I say let go, I'm not saying giving up, I'm saying giving in. Ooh, that's good. And it costs just as much effort, strength, and faith to hold on to something as it does to let go of it and mm. give into it. So give into, instead of me saying like, okay, well, I'm just going to let go of my kids. I don't really, you know, care what they do, etc. cetera. Um, I'm sure as a parent, you can probably have those up and down moments, you know, or I'm just going to let there. go of my marriage, mm. like, you know, God, whatever. But it's not necessarily like it, it costs something to let, to hold on to it. And it costs something to let go. It costs trust. It costs your faith. It costs your strength. And it costs your surrender. So it's more like, think of it this perspective. Uh, in this perspective, I'm not giving up. I'm giving in to the promises of God yeah. that He can do better with my marriage, with my children, with my business, with these ideas, mm. with the things He's given me. And I'm giving in to Him. And I'm giving everything that I've been holding on to that's been making me physically sick in my heart, in my mind, worrying after worrying. What is, what if my kid gets into this? What if they do that? What if they end up marrying the wrong person or they're in the wrong relationship? You know, what if, uh, what if we end up getting divorced and my marriage doesn't work and here goes another marriage and another Mm. marriage. And I told myself and I promised myself I'll never get married again. You know, these, these things, what if I get COVID and I can't fulfill the promises of God? Like just all these what ifs that cause so much fear, so much anxiety, so much pain. But instead of holding on to these things and thinking, well, let me work around so that none of these what ifs ever happen in my life. And then you're planning your life around fear instead of saying, God, I'm just going to give in to you and mm. I'm going to give you the gifts that you gave me. I'm going to trust you with them. Yeah. I love that. Immediately when you started talking about that, it made me think in John 15 where it talks about the vine and the yes. branches. And when you said giving in, um, it talks about um, a parable in there specifically about if the, how can the branch, um, when a branch produces fruit, if it's to not value the vine and it's broken off, could that fruit keep producing And I think the answer is obvious no, because it needs the vine. And so we are just a branch. I mean, God talks about it, I think like it's maybe over 10 times just within the New Testament, that he talks about we're just a branch or a vessel, uh, a carrier of something um, that can produce fruit. So if we're just a branch, I love that, that, that sentiment that you said to give in. What if our value of saying that fruit at the end of that branch, that, that thing that I'm valuing, what if I bring my energy, my focus back to the vine? Because without the vine, that fruit wouldn't exist. So, so when we come and give in, we're like saying, God, I want to stay connected to your vine. Because mm. the more connected we are to him, the more we are in him, the better and the healthier the fruit becomes. And so don't, don't think, hey, I can do this on my own. I, 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 I worked hard and I know a lot of you guys work hard. I know a lot of you guys have put in the hours mm-hmm. and the time to develop or become something and energy and doing all that. But, but think about it this way. Your time was your stewardship of the gift of God, which is his presence. Right. And we want to come more into his presence. So we have to use less of our gifting. We have to use less of our energy when we are in him, man, we can continue to grow. And you know what happens when we're in him too? As we get pruned. Yeah. And I think that that sometimes is the aspect of letting go is 
Just think about your life. You're like, oh, I think I like that thing. And God's like, you don't need that right now. I'm looking at the big fruit. So let me cut this piece off because, because you need to let go of that little thing because I have that larger thing in mind for you. And I think it's important to not see pruning as punishment. Yeah, absolutely. It's about growth. Because what is the purpose of pruning when you think of your landscape and your That's trees right. and the things like, um, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with God. Like healthier. He's like, hey, that's too heavy on you right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to prune it back. I felt like he took too much from me personally. And I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was a little too pruned. <laughs> you don't but, look very, you, you look beautiful. Look but I, <laughs> but I, I can't go with my to question God. Yeah. But we're saying that to say, you're right. It's not going to, it's not necessarily going to be easy. He's going to require something of us. And, mm-hmm. and that goes to, you know, with Abraham and, and Sarah, there was actually even a moment that Sarah was was kidnapped. She was captured by mm-hmm. Abimelech, and he wouldn't let her go. Yeah. And so then Abimelech had this warning, and they're like, "Hey, you need to give us back." Uh, Abimelech had taken Sarah, and you know they're like, "You need to give Sarah back. Let go of her." And until he gave Sarah back, he prayed. You know, Abraham prayed for Abimelech and his family, and then everything everything was healed because what had happened was. The Lord punished Abimelech's community with not with making every woman um, uh, barren, barren, mm-hmm. so they could not have ch- children. Yep. The very thing that Abraham was believing for with his wife Come on. became a punishment when they, he captured his wife. And so, to me, that reminds me like God's gonna, He's gonna right the wrongs in your life. Like Come on. He's going to fix these things and. And with that, He still, after all this, everything that it cost Him, every surrender, every moment that Abraham letting go of his Isaac allowed him to become the father of many nations, not just Isaac. So as a result, Abraham's obedience, you know, he was giving the name from Abram to Abraham, meaning the father of the people. And so our obedience leads us to our transformation. What if you're just one surrender away of gaining more than what you're holding on to? Wow. That's so good. You know what? I love that we're talking about Abraham because... The surrender that Abraham had marked him as faithful to God. So the surrender that you have marks you as faithful to God. What, yeah. what Abraham let go marked him as faithful for the next thing. What you let go marks you as faithful for what God has for you in the next season. Right. And you know what? You tie into this. You're, because you're adopted and you're engrafted into the, into the family of God, mm-hmm. you get the Abrahamic promise in your life. Right. That, you know what the Abrahamic promise is? This is a this is a blessing. If you don't leave with anything today, you better leave with this: that your that you that your name would be great. Mm-hmm. So so what you have, what you do, what you're known for will be great. That you would be a great people. So not just now your name, but the people around you, your community, your family. That you would be a blessing to people. Yeah. So not just that God would bring a blessing to you, but you would bring a blessing to others, and that people would bless you. Uh, in return, that that not just would you be a blessing, but you would be a bl- you would continually be blessed. And the last thing is this, which we can all say we want this, just like it happened for Abraham, is it that that whatever is done to you, it's returned. Mm-hmm. So so not just the blessings that are given to you are returned as blessings, but also the curses, also mm-hmm. the hurts that come to you are also sent back to the place it came yeah, from. Come on. And so you are connected to the Abrahamic promise. And so I don't know, I would love to model my life in that fashion to let go more so that I can be seen as faithful. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, I just think of even when when the Lord had told Sarah that she was going to have a child and Mm. um, it said that she smiled like she she giggled and she hid behind the door. But Jesus heard her. Mm. And he's like, how did she how did he hear my silent laugh? 
like oh, that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> like he, like it reminds me of me with the kid with my kids, and they're like, "How did mom hear that?" Like all the way from upstairs. On a side note, Judy's got supersonic hearing. But you know, Jesus like literally heard that I was like, "Why are you laughing?" And so it just makes me think like, has has God put a dream in your heart or told you something? was going to happen that you literally giggled like, haha, yeah, right, God, like, okay. like, I'm still single, I'm still not married, or, or this is still not happening, mm-hmm. or you told me I'm going to be a millionaire, but I had to file bankruptcy, et cetera, et cetera, just all these things, like, mm-hmm. and you laugh and giggle, and, and it doesn't make any sense, but you know what, he was, he was with Sarah, even in the midst of her, 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 doubt. L- her doubt, her laughing at the promise that he's claiming, and he still, seed her, uh, you know, saw her through all the way. But I believe that God is going to bring you a joy in what you right. thought was no longer possible and what you thought expired and mm. what you thought like, you know what, my promise had its expiration date. Let's time to have a new dream. Now it's yeah. time to this. Like, I want to tell you, like with God, there is his word has no expiration date. His word over your life has no expiration Ooh, date. Come on. So the things that he has for you is greater than what you're holding on to. Yeah. And I, I feel like I have want to keep reiterating that over your life, just to keep reminding you that le- mm. letting go of not just the toxic things, but letting go of the things that he's asking you to trust him with. Come on. Trust him with your money. Trust him when you write that check. Trust him when you pay your bills. Trust him when you send your child to school that they're going to come back healthy, Mm COVID-free. Trust him when he's asking you to write the first chapter of your book. Trust him with your spouse if you're having a rocky Mm -hmm. time in your marriage. He can do better with you praying on your knees than you shouting at your spouse. That's right. Trust me in that. And he can do more when we surrender it to him. So practically, what does that look like? Exactly what I just said. You know, we can say, oh, let go, let go. What does that mean? Do I physically let go of something? It means that you're no longer going to um, Mm. worry about it in your mind. And the moment you begin to worry about it, you're like, no, God, I give you my child. I give you my Mm. spouse. I give you my job. Oh, God, I see my bank account getting low. I give you my money. Like start speaking life and saying, I, you are going to literally reframe, reframe, uh, your, your, your thinking to thinking more positive and, and starting to surrender those things. And then also, like I said, instead of choosing an argument, choosing opposition, choosing something, cause you, you want to fight for it and you want to hold on to it so bad, fight for it on your knees, pray, Mm. pray and, and tell God everything you're feeling, every worry, every fear, every doubt, no matter what it sounds like and watch him do something amazing. Yeah. And my, my final thought for you is this, cause Judy mentioned it about Ishmael is yes. um, I want you to take a practical realization of what what things that you value now that you manufactured yourself. What things have you have you um, invested in or poured into that God didn't bless, that God didn't tell you to come into, that, that God didn't say, hey, this is your season for this. Those are your Ishmaels. And you know that Abraham and Sarah could not, God could not release the miracle of Isaac until Abraham sent off Ishmael. And so what do you need to send off in your life? What do you need to let go in your life that you manufactured, that you tried to keep in your own strength that might be preventing you from the thing that God's called you to? And so ask yourself that question, write it down. Even right now, as you're listening, what have I manufactured that I need to let go of today so that God can bring me the true fullness of what that looks like? Because it's your heart 
It's your desire. It's yeah. something you're thinking about and hoping for. Just don't allow it to be given and done in your own strength. Because if you have to get it in your own strength, that means you have to sustain it in your own strength. If God's oh, given it to you in grace, then the grace of God sustains it. And so what Ishmael, what counterfeit, what manufactured thing do I need to let go so that my promise or my Isaac comes? And that costs something. Absolutely. Uh, exactly what you said. I want to I wanna touch on that just a few more seconds. Like yeah. if you had to do it and sustain it, you're going to have to sustain it on your own. Like, mm-hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. So when I, when I do something and I'm pouring my own physical flesh energy into it, it's not, it's not organically given by God. Mm-hmm. And what God gives, he protects, he cares Come for, on. he nourishes. But if it came from your flesh, your flesh has to nourish it, care for it, and give it life. And you and me don't have the ability to sustain that long term. Because in our flesh, we were weak. But mm-hmm. in his grace, it says yeah. that his grace is sufficient for powers Amen. made perfect in weakness. So if his grace gave it to you, his grace is enough, has enough, and is enough Amen. to sustain it. That's so good. <clears throat> and that goes into my final point. I want to say to you that whatever it is that you surrendered, I know that there's a trade-off with Jesus and he mm. will provide more than what you sacrificed. And it makes me think of like, you know, a trade, I'll go back to that word, a trade-off with Jesus, like, Mm -hmm. because, and I'm not saying like, oh, he's, he's a, you know, Jesus is the genie, you make your wish and he'll give it to you. And, you know, or you make a deal with God, you do this, you do Mm -hmm. this because I've made deals with God and I've broken my deals on my end of the bargain, but he never broke his. So what I say is that there's a trade-off with Jesus for what you're surrendering, that he'll provide more than what you sacrificed is that his word alone he's a he's a he's a he's a man a god of honor and a, and honors his word is that he says that you know his fire will fall on sacrifice that he asks he asks us to come to him as a living sacrifice and to pick up our cross and follow him daily. So all these sacrificial things that he's asking of us that it's like mm-hmm. man I really want to watch that because you're it's it's you know, I'm thinking of the word lust right now because this world can easily give us lust through our eyes. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm not talking in the sense of just pornography. I'm talking in the sense of like lusting after the things that this yeah. world that God's like, hey, I know that may feel good for a moment or that may sound good or look good, but I actually have better for you because if you do this with that person or with that person, you're going to be taken advantage of Mm. and excuse my language, but you're going to be screwed over. So God's like, Hey, don't do that. Mm. So I'm saying is uh, the trade off you're offering with Jesus is the sacrifice of your surrender. And he will have something greater for you. That's so good. Well, we hope you were encouraged today by letting go. Um, Share this with somebody, somebody that you feel might need it. Subscribe to the page if you have not, so you can get reminders. We also have a video, our video podcast on our YouTube channel. Uh, we want our job, I feel, as Judy and I both feel this way, is to keep uh, people um, encouraged, to yeah. keep them having hope. And, and I hope that after each podcast that you felt that way. And we just believe mm-hmm. in you being able to have the Spirit of God so that you can discern what I need to let go of. 
Amen. Baby, you pray for them. Yeah. Lord, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for everyone that joined and listened. And I thank you that it was not by accident. I feel like there's someone listening for the first time that they're like, wow, how did you know this was timely for me? I've been holding on to these things and I'm afraid. I, I see this vision of you being afraid with money and some certain things with money. And Lord, I mm-hmm. just thank you that you bless their finances, that they invite you into that area of their, of their life, that you make a way that they're like, I don't understand how this happened, but I was able to pay every bill, have fridge, food in my fridge and extra to sow and to give. So God, I thank you that you're the, you're Jehovah Jireh, our provider, that you are going to multiply everything. And so, and, and anyone listening that has this fear of letting go, God, of, of trusting you with, with their marriage, their children, with their single life, mm-hmm. with anything, uh, with their health. I thank you that they invite you to be Lord of their life in every single area, God, that you become number one again, that, that they say, God, I invite you in my exercise. I invite you in my marriage. I invite you in my parenting. I invite you in my house. So God, that you have that invitation to be the number one VIP guest in their life, God, that you're no longer in the back end, in the back burner, but that they begin to see ease of stress in their mind and in their body as they surrender the things you want them to. Yeah. And in Jesus' name we pray. <laughs> we want you guys to know you're cared for, you're loved, and most of all, you're worth it. Yeah. Have a good day. Yeah.